This is CPX number 108 on Hope and Charity. This is the Catechism of Pope St. Pius X, CPX, page 143 to 145. Question and answer number 37 through 55. God give you his peace. In nomine Pachi, Sifiti, Spiritu Sancti, Amen. Heavenly King, Consoler Spirit, Spirit of Truth, who art present everywhere and filling all things, treasure of all good and source of all life, come dwell in us, cleanse us, and save us, you who are all good. Amen. And a big thanks to all my donors who keep all of this free for my non-donors and those who are spiritual benefactors. Please do send friends to catch up on this series and VLX and TCE if you like it. I will have a really important message for your family today on today's Catechism number 39, which I will of course get to after reading it. On Supernatural Hope, number 37, What is Hope? Answer, hope is a supernatural virtue infused by God into the soul by which we desire and expect that eternal life that God has promised to his servants as well as the means necessary to attain it. Number 38, what grounds have we to hope that God will give us heaven and the means necessary to secure it? Answer, we hope that God will give us heaven and the necessary means to attain it because the all-merciful God through the merits of our Lord Jesus Christ, has promised it to those who faithfully serve him, and being both faithful and omnipotent, he never fails in his promises. Number 39. What are the conditions necessary to obtain heaven? Answer. The conditions necessary to obtain heaven are the grace of God, the practice of good works, and perseverance until death in his holy love. Number 40. How is hope lost? Answer, hope is lost as often as faith is lost, and it is also lost by the sins of despair and presumption. Number 41, how is lost hope regained? Answer, lost hope is regained by repenting of the sin committed and by exciting a new confidence in the divine goodness. On supernatural charity, number 42, what is charity? Answer, charity is a supernatural virtue infused into our soul by God, by which we love God above all things for his own sake, and our neighbor as ourselves for the love of God. Number 43, why should we love God? Answer, we should love God because he is the supreme good, infinitely good and perfect, and also because he commands us to do so, and because of the many benefits we receive from him. Number 44, how are we to love God? Answer, we are to love God above all things with our whole heart, with our whole mind, with our whole soul, and with all our strength. Number 45, what is meant by loving God above all other things? Answer, to love God above all other things means to prefer him to all creatures, even the dearest and most perfect, and to be willing to lose everything rather than offend him or cease to love him. Number 46, what is meant by loving God with our whole heart? Answer to love God with our whole heart means consecrating all our affections to him. Number 47, what is meant by loving God with our whole mind? Answer to love God with our whole mind means directing all our thoughts to him. Number 48, what is meant by loving God with our whole soul? Answer to love God with our whole soul means consecrating to him the use of all the powers of our soul. Number 49, what is meant by loving God with all our strength? Answer to love God with all our strength means striving to grow ever more and more in his love 
and so to act that all our actions should have as their one motive and end the love of him and the desire of pleasing him. Number 50. Why should we love our neighbor? Answer. We should love our neighbor for the love of God and because God commands it and because every man is made in God's image. Number 51. Are we obliged to love even our enemies? Answer. We are obliged to love even our enemies because they are our neighbors also and because Jesus Christ has made this love the object of an express command. Number 52. What is meant by loving our neighbor as ourselves? Answer. To love our neighbor as ourselves means to wish him and to do him as far as possible the good which we ought to wish for ourselves and not to wish or to do him any evil. Number 53. When do we love ourselves as we ought? Answer. We love ourselves as we ought when we endeavor to serve God and to place all our happiness in Him. Number 54. How is charity lost? Answer. Charity is lost by each and every mortal sin. Number 55. How is charity regained? Answer. Charity is regained by making acts of the love of God by duly repenting and making a good confession. Thus are the words of the Holy Pope. Okay, so let's look again at number 39. 39 said, what are the conditions necessary to obtain heaven? And the Pope's answer was, the conditions necessary to obtain heaven are the grace of God, the practice of good works, and the perseverance until death in his holy love. Now, we're actually not going to get in today the notion that many Protestants have Catholics that we pull our, ourselves up to heaven by our own bootstraps. Um, we can only be saved by grace, and the fact is, if you read Matthew 25, our final judgment is very clearly on our deeds, on our works. So that's not Pelagianism. It's, Pelagianism is the heresy where you can earn your way to heaven. The Pope answering what he did in 39 there is not uh, Pelagianism. It's not answering that we pull ourselves up to heaven by our own bootstraps. Let me say one more time. We as Catholics believe you cannot get to heaven without grace. But that's actually not my topic today. Uh, I want to talk about getting your kids to heaven. Now, I know you all want all your children to get to heaven, but I'm actually going to give you the formula that will maybe not guarantee, but come as close as possible to getting your kids to heaven. And I don't say this lightly. Um, I'm going to give you the formula that I think is best um, to get your kids to heaven. It's 20 minutes a day of prayer and 20 minutes of catechesis a day every kid as a minimum. Let me say that again. 20 minutes of prayer a day and 20 minutes of catechesis a day as a minimum for every child. And by prayer, I mean either the rosary, which takes about 20 minutes, or mental prayer as I do on the BLX series. Now, I know you're thinking, some of you are thinking you already do that, but then you think, but maybe I don't get it in seven days a week. Others of you uh, think that 40 minutes a day sounds insanely high, uh, especially if your kids go to Catholic grade school. I know most of them are homeschooled, but let me say that, you know, I went to Catholic grade school and I would guess probably less than 5% of my adult friends from my Catholic grade school are still practicing the Catholic faith, and I'm, I'm quite sure I'm the only traditional Catholic. Now, you're probably listening to this saying, well, but I'm raising my family different than how we all got raised in the 80s. I'm sure you are, but you, know, you have to remember, we went to Sunday Mass, all these families in the 80s, and things were not quite as bad. You know, your kids are entering a world much worse than the 1980s when I was in grade school. So again, let me encourage 20 minutes of prayer a day and 20 minutes of catechesis a day. Now, as I said, some of you are going to say, well, 40 minutes a day 
That sounds insanely high. And oh, by the way, I've heard my friends say Father Nix is an extremist. So maybe this proves that he is. Um, okay, do you know taking care of your kids' souls and brains 40 minutes a day, it comes to 2.7% of the day. I did the math on this. I'm giving you a 95% increase of getting your kids to heaven if you take this formula seriously. 40 minutes a day with each child. doesn't even have to be one-on-one. -on -one. You can have, let's say you have 10 kids. You can go uh, five of one kids in one section of prayer and catechesis and then the other five in a different section. Um, but do 40 minutes a day. And remember, there's 1,440 minutes a day. That comes to 2.7%. I did the, the math before recording this today. So is 2.7% of your kid's day, yeah, maybe them calling you an extremist behind your back, is that worth you spending trillions and trillions of years of, of heaven with them, the beatific vision? Is 2.7% of your kid's day worth them calling you an extremist for you to spend trillions of years in heaven with them? You know, I see a lot of traditional Catholic kids leave the faith, and perhaps, I'm not exactly sure why, but... Uh, it might be because parents think that the Latin Mass every Sunday is enough to get their kids to heaven. Oh, and by the way, maybe their kids can name a few mortal sins that the Novus Ordo kids can't. Look, it's, that is not, making it to confession and Mass, that is not enough to stay Catholic in the world they're about to enter. I can almost guarantee that if you're not doing 40 minutes a day with each kid, some or even most of them will leave the Catholic faith by adulthood. Now, of course, I admit they might still leave the Catholic faith in 10 years after my program here, even if you do it. But I will say on the air today, and you can show this into my face in 10 years if I'm, if I'm really wrong, that there's a hundred times less chance of them leaving the Catholic faith if you give them 2.7% of their day in prayer and catechesis. Or rather, I should say, if you exact 2.7% of their day in prayer and catechesis. Number 40 today explained how presumption can actually make you lose the faith and you lose hope. Uh, what does that have to do with me talking about kids today? Well, let's be honest. Many kids today struggle with internet sins, and that includes the traditional world. Now, I admit it's good that most traditional kids know to go to confession before receiving Holy Communion if they're struggling on the internet. That is great. But if confession simply becomes fire insurance or just, you know, hopscotching in and out of grace with no grounding, with no grounding in the brain to catechesis, no grounding in the heart of love of God through mental prayer, then really it leads to presumption. Um, hopscotching in and out of the confessional between the internet and confession is just going to lead to presumption, which you heard the Pope say today, makes them lose supernatural hope. Uh, and that's why I said it's not enough to just know a couple mortal sins um, being able to name a couple mortal sins and go into the Latin Mass, that's not good enough. It's going to lead to, um, it won't lead to perseverance uh, because that type of, of, a, of a Catholic lifestyle is just love of self. It's not love of God. So how do you make sure your kids love God until death? Well, we heard in number 44 today, Pope St. Pius X wrote, we are to love God above all things else with our whole heart, with our whole mind, with all our soul, with our whole soul and with all our strength. And then Pope St. Pius X tells us beautifully what this means. I had never actually heard this. Remember, this is the Shema from, I think it's Deuteronomy 6.4. Well, he lays out in a way I've never heard, but in this simple, basic catechism, a catechism of Pope St. Pius X, which, by the way, is shorter than the Baltimore Catechism, he tells us this. He says, 
To love God above all other things means to prefer him to all creatures, even the dearest and most perfect, and to be willing to lose everything rather than offend him or cease to love him. To love God with our whole heart means consecrating all our affections to him. To love God with our whole mind means directing all our thoughts to him. To love God with our whole soul means consecrating to him the use of all the powers of our soul. To love God with all our strength means striving to grow ever more and more in his love and so to act that all our actions should have as their one motive and end the love of him and the desire of pleasing him. So parents out there, 2.7% of your kid's day comes to 20 minutes of the rosary, 20 minutes of mental prayer. And ladies, if you're listening to this and uh, you're doing that with the kids, but maybe it's kind of just shaken out in your families that you've kind of become the spiritual leader to your to your families, encourage your husbands to listen to this podcast. Uh, blame it on me. Just say, I'm, I'm asking you as wives to play this podcast for, for your husbands. Because men, I believe in you. Um, I'm not saying this uh, to berate you. Um, but if you lead the kids, there's a something like a 95% increase over the moms leading the kids into mass, into catechesis and prayer. That's even secular, not secular. That's actually Protestant studies also, not just Catholic studies. So men, I believe in you, and I'm going to encourage you, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, or even if your wives have made you listen to this, for you to take the reins of your family and bring them to prayer and, and catechesis. And if you don't know how to do it, listen to my VLX series, my CPX series. Just be one series ahead, one podcast ahead, and you can lead them in all of this. Um, so again, I'll finish it up with this. 2.7% of your kid's day is 20 minutes of rosary or 20 minutes of mental prayer, plus 20 minutes of learning the catechism, whether it's this series, CPX, or the Baltimore Catechism. And don't forget to purchase the Catechism of the Council of Trent that we'll get to. I realize we're probably still a couple months out since we're deliberately going slowly through the CPX. Please say an hour, Father, for me, at benedictio de omnipotentis, patris affidit, spiritu sancti, descendet super vos, et maniat semper. Amen.